You've probably already gotten your first bug bite of the season, but itch is way more than skin deep. I thought that all it was telling us was how do we sense something outside of our body? But it's teaching us how we sense everything, not just outside of our body, not just the five senses, but a thousand senses. This week on Unexplainable, scientists have barely scratched the surface of itch. So how deep does it go? Listen to Unexplainable for new episodes every Wednesday. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, editor-at-large of Recode. You may know me as someone who doesn't know if you're supposed to call it soccer or football, but that's only because I don't care. But in my spare time, I'm just a reporter, and you're listening to Recode Decode, a podcast about power, change, and the people you need to know around the tech and media industry. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today, we're going to play a live interview I recently recorded with Megan Rapino, the U.S. women's soccer star who co-captained the team that won the 2019 World Cup. This is the second time she's been on Rico Decode since then, and I spoke to her at the Massachusetts Conference for Women in Boston. So let's go there now to hear my conversation with Megan Rapino. Did you know that you were a style icon, one to be... No, you're copying me. It's freaking me. Yeah, I know. I just... And the lesbians are here to save the day. Yes, we are. I was telling her backstage, I'm going to sell my socks for $120,000 each. (laughs) Everybody knows Art Basel. Yeah. Very good Art Basel joke. Basel. Basel? Basel. Anyway. It's Basel, Kara. So what I really want to know is, where did you come from? No, I'm kidding. This, right? So, like, no, I want, I want to put off that. I'm gonna, I have a lot of things. We, we did an interview not too long ago, but there's lots to update on what you're doing. First, let's have a quick update on the pay equity situation. Yeah. You've been fighting, for those who don't know, for pay equity among the athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where are we with that? We are not really in a holding pattern. Like all of the legal things are happening. I'm trying to figure out at every moment what all the legal things are. All the legal things are happening behind the scenes, motions, blah, 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 depositions are happening. Um, Right now the trial day I think is set for sometime in May. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it was a few weeks ago or a month ago, um, our class status was certified. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing and in it, the judge just called bullshit on all of it, um, which was really cool. Basically, he was like, it's absurd for you as the Federation to say that it's not discrimination if in the end they make the same, but the woman has to work double. He was like, duh. I mean, hello. So, duh, duh is a legal term, but go ahead. Yeah, it does, obviously. I mean, yeah. I know the things now. So that's kind of where we are. I mean, that was a... If just for like a... Uh, a personal and emotional sense of validation. That was uh, a really big day for us. But obviously having the the class certified was amazing. Um, And we're, I guess, just sort of barreling towards a trial. So where did, talk about why this is still important. Obviously you got a lot of attention right after you win, Mm -hmm. um, which creates a lot of high, you had the the parade and everything else. I want you to talk about why you think this is, this is a critic. Pay is always the most important thing. Money is the most important part of it. Talk a little bit why you, what you'll do if you lose and what you think is important here in this fight. I don't think there's a scenario really where we lose, right? I mean, you could sort of like, you could lose the trial or whatever, but we're right. still this in the same exact um, position. 
So I don't really think it's about that. I think that we're winning, period. Um, how quickly we, you know, get to equal pay uh, is a different story, but I think that we're winning. It's important, obviously, that's the way that, that we sort of qualify everything is how much you get paid. That's the way that we put importance on things and tell people that they're important or not important. And it's just like fair under the law. So we're, we're coming at it from not just like, oh, we deserve this or that, but like actually under the law, you're not allowed to do what they're doing. So right. that part of it is important for us. So let's talk about you after the win. Total high. You guys did this incredibly incredible world tour everywhere. Yeah. What's it like now? Kind of the same. It's like... So it's a constant party. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly drinking a lot less because you cannot keep up that kind of behavior uh, and be sort of any semblance of normal. Um, it's kind of the same. It just sort of keeps bouncing back up. Um, I think we're albeit right now, a big part of it. But I think we're just a part of what's happening in the world right now. I mean, you can look at Hong Kong or the Middle East or protests in South America or here in America. Like, people are sick of it. And they're realizing that the system is designed, like I was saying, to cut them out. And that's not fair. And I think people are energized and motivated by that to actually take the next step and to do something more about it. It's still just a crazy time. I mean, especially for me personally, it's like I've never had any of this in my life or in my career. And like all of a sudden, it's like I'm getting all these awards and doing all, all these things. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So I'm, I'm just enjoying it and taking it all in and also trying to take care and respect the platform that has been built by so many others. And I understand it's culminating in me in this moment. And that's sort of what happens at different times with different personalities. But it's really all of us that are in it together. Can I ask you, what's the most ridiculous thing you've done recently? Like, what is the thing that you did that you never thought you'd be there? Like, I'm sitting here in Buckingham Palace hanging with the Queen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. So me and the Queen got tea. Um, I had, this was sort of early on, but I had a very uh, random FaceTime call from J-Lo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Didn't expect that, did you? No, I didn't, although there was yeah. an ad for Portal with her and Kim Kardashian, but go ahead, for Facebook. Portal's the, like, Portal's face, don't, yeah, don't Facebook get it. home surveillance? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, please. I know, when I saw those ads, I was like, really? <laughs> like I'm going to trust y'all with a camera in my house? Yeah. Um, Probably not. Must <laughs> be, like, spitting Trump ads at you, like, all day long. Just, I'm going to get to him in a minute. Um, so... So, so J-Lo, she did a FaceTime? Yeah, yeah, there was, a, she was doing a concert and she wanted us to come to the concert. I think um, Carly Lloyd ended up going to the concert, but it was like, it was in New York and I couldn't make it because it takes forever to travel everywhere and we need like, right. what happened to the Concord? Like, can we bring that back? Is no. it, it's too expensive? Yes, yes. Bad so, for the environment. Bad for the environment, yeah. She was uh, asking me backstage how tech is gonna solve the travel problem and it's human beings that are the problem of moving them through time and space. Oh. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's not going to happen yeah. anytime soon. Let me think of other crazy, I, I forget a lot of things too. I need to like write more things down, but I don't have time, so I forget. So one of the questions, I asked Twitter what I should ask you, <laughs> and one of the things everybody came up with was that you should run for office. Are you considering this? Oh, God help us. Um, no, I mean, contrary to what this last election and 
what, this last four years. You actually do need to have qualifications to run for office. Otherwise, you completely fuck it up. Like, no, this is not. Yeah, it's like, the, the thought is outrageous. If you act, first of all, I'm running on the Democratic side, which the standards are way, way higher. Maybe yeah. if I was a Republican, then you I know, could, then wait, I could wait, run wait, for wait, office. Wait, 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 had a thought. Why don't you run as a Republican? That would fuck everybody up. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Yes! Yeah, that would, that would be, I would, yeah, we would have to shift the policy of the party. Yes. Um, much gayer Mike Pence. God, what would he do? Yeah. Maybe he, would, he might actually dust right before us. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, so why wouldn't you run for office? What, why not? Well, I, first of all, I think that I'm, I really, truly am like not qualified okay. to run for office. Okay. Um, so it's like I could run for office, but then like everybody else would just be doing all the work. Like I would, I would certainly be, you know, up for hiring everybody else to do everything because I would have to because I wouldn't know what to do. Right. Um, but no, I don't think I'm, I'm qualified to run for office. And there's been, there has been, I think it was the first time I heard this Rachel Maddow said a number of years ago, there's been this shift away from trusting people who have been in politics as if politics is just like this thing you can like pick up at the store and do. No, you need to like be talented and like have knowledge of it and have experience in it to actually do the best job that you can for everybody in the country. It's not just about like this whole popularity contest or, you know, who's most recognizable yeah. or whatever. Like, do, do you think I would be a better candidate than Elizabeth Warren? I mean, oh my gosh, like, well. no. Right, it's crazy. Like any, I mean, any of these. Well, people well, you like, do, you do tweet. I mean, maybe some of you them. do tweet well. That seems to be the main qualification on the other side. Yeah, I'm, I am fast and loose with the tweets, so that's, right. yeah, not as fast and loose as some, but yeah. Okay. Speaking of that, um, you got attacked by President Trump online uh, quite a few times. He sort of stuck with you for a while. Yeah. Um, but today he tweeted against Greta Thunberg. She won Time Person of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, and she suffers from Asperger's, as is well known. And he did a tweet that was pretty insulting about someone who has Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, chill, maybe you could smile and look at people sometime, all mm-hmm. kinds of really lovely sentiments. She's a teenager. Yeah. Um, how could she, she answered pretty well. She changed her description. She took that shit down. That was so good. She changed her description. Yeah, she changed, it was, on it was so, the best thing I saw about it was like, yo, these kids grew up in the internet. You will never outdo them. Like, this is like, there's just, I mean, it's just like, oh, it was just so brilliant. It was just so brilliant. She's so awesome. That's what I mean, like, I feel like she's just like, no, I'm not living inside this structure, the system anymore. I don't need to, like, you know, try to live up to all these standards that, you know, you'll just keep moving the, the goalposts. So right. she's just is totally outside of it and doing her own thing. And maybe her Asperger's actually is a, a benefit of that. Uh-huh. Um, he's an idiot. I mean, he's just an idiot. <laughs> okay. Like, in the loose sense of it, like, oh, you're, you're annoying, you're an idiot. But it's also just like, you're an idiot. Are you watching all the impeachment stuff? Are you paying attention? As much as I can, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like nonstop every single day, but I'm trying to like keep up on the highlights. Um, I just saw the thing the other day that was basically just a video of, of Jerry Nadler having to be like, the gentleman, you know, doesn't do the motion. The gentleman's like all like the inter- interjections and things uh-huh. that they put on. And it's just ridiculous. They're laying themselves so disgustingly 
fair in all of this. They're not, you know, there's, there's no argument um, as to why the president isn't guilty of, of all of these things from anyone on that side. So I think that um, Adam did an incredible job. I think that the Democrats have done a really amazing job, which the Republicans have been amazing at of just... It's just like chaos, Deary. Just do whatever it takes to get anyone off track. And I feel like they've actually stuck to it and, and given the American people a really good picture of what's happening. I'd agree. What are the repercussions on your life? Did it have, at the time we talked right after it, you, were, you got a lot of incoming from MAGA people, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think the overall repercussions? Because I think it worked out, not, I wouldn't say well for you, but you... He Fame and you. fortune. I feel Fame like that's, that's... Well, that's not why. You, thanks, Trump. Yeah, no, but no, you, you play soccer pretty well, from what I understand. Um, no, but I, I think absent that, right. it's, it's different. It's totally not as, as big. It's not... Um, it doesn't transcend the sport as much um, into the level that it has. I don't think that it rallies people. Mm -hmm. I think it was so unpatriotic what he did and so low and just like it was so clear what he was trying to do but then you do it in this context where it's like that's the amazing thing about the national team is that we get to wear the jersey 20 times a year we're in front of everyone like you you go into a bar on whatever NFL Sunday and people are like I'm for the Patriots I'm for this team and there's kind of that clash but you go to a bar in the World Cup and Everything is thrown away, and we're just like, go America, mm -hmm. and America first, and you're going to be the first one to try to take down, in the biggest game that we have in the World Cup, like, you're going to be the one to try to take down one of the American players, the captain of the team, obviously the one that's been, you know, very outspoken. So it just, I think it struck this chord with people that elevated everything to this new level. So when you think about that moment, when you did that, a couple of things. I'm going to finish up, and we have just a few more minutes to talk about what got you to be really, really. What caused you to do that? But you were talking about being outside the system, mm -hmm. but you also sort of had a a very traditional sports. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to be proud of myself. I'm going to like celebrate my accomplishments and the accomplishments of my mm -hmm. team unapologetically. Can you talk about that? Like, what got you to be that way? I mean, I think just my natural disposition is sort of like that. And I think more than just being an athlete, I do see myself as an, as an entertainer, and I like that. I think that us on the national team are keenly aware of the relationship between the media and the business. And we're basically just like a traveling circus business. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like the more interest you drum up, the bigger it gets. And we kind of like mm -hmm. are okay with that. And we, we do leverage it, but we also do it in a way that we know our intention is for good and like to lift everyone else up. I think the Trump stuff, I mean, clearly I wasn't going to the White House like that. I had said that, you know, a number of times and other sports people had said that and I said that, you know, months before. But then it was just like, I mean, much kind of like Greta, I didn't, I didn't grow up in the internet. Um, it came sort of in, you know, the, all the social media later in my life. But it was just kind of like, this is an actual LOL joke that this is happening. Like, these, this doesn't even make sense. This is a complete glitch out. So it didn't land heavy on me. And I think for the rest of the team, too, they were taking their cues from me, and I was kind of like, this is crazy. But also, like, this is so stupid, and, like, it's just not really worthy of putting energy and effort or, like, emotional energy into. 
And then we had to go like play the game. And then of course, then um, that's like, I'm in my element. And then I get to score goals and it's like, yeah, it's a wrap. I'm taking that moment to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you, and the arm thing. Mm -hmm. I had done it once before, but no, it certainly took on a whole different meaning and feeling of it all. Part of it too is that, you know, the French like to think that they're like so freewheeling and all of this. And I'm like, you guys are pretty uptight and you need to loosen up. So it was like an opportunity to just be like, you kind of know you like love it. They're like cheering against me, but it's like, you wish I was on your team. So there was like a little bit of that. <laughs> and then certainly, certainly um, back at the administration or any of our doubters or our doubters just in general, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. God forbid we have any fun at the World Cup and do any celebrations and like get people to watch and drum up interest. And also this is the biggest moment of our lives. And like, this is the whole point of the game is to score the goals. So like, God forbid. So what does this say? What are you saying when you're doing this? Are you saying, I'm not in the system, fuck you? Or are you saying, I'm fantastic, or all of these It's things? all of it. Right. It's like, it's totally a clap back to any detractors, but it's also a welcome to everyone else. Um, and it's not really an us and them thing. I, I never really look at it that way, but it's like very clear what we all stand for. Um, part of it is just like pure entertainment value. Like that's just gonna be a very striking pose in a moment where, you know, 60,000 eyes are on you. And then of course, you know, the TV and all of that. Um, so there's just like a, a fun factor to it. And then it's just like a joyful, defiant, shit-eating grin, chin tipped up, like, ah, yes. Do you have another move that you're working on? No, I, I mean, this is going to be pretty hard to Yeah, talk. true. Yeah, just stick with it. This might have to be a good one. So what is next for you? You're not going to run for office. You're doing no. a, a clothing company. Yep, doing a clothing company. We've launched. That's been an, totally an amazing experience. Um, it's like you know nothing and everything at the same time. It's like we know the essence of like what we're trying to do and what we're trying to say. This and is also gender neutral? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, different to androgynous, because I feel like androgynous is just boy clothes that like lesbians wear, so it's okay. like, that's right. not really everyone <laughs> either. Um, so we sort of wanted to create this palette that really anybody can wear any part of it. We're going to give you sort of the full palette, and then you decide how you want to wear it. The sweatpants can be worn high-waisted or sag, same with the shorts. Um, you know, the sweatshirts, obviously, it's just, you know, those things are just comfy and everyone wants to wear them. It's just that a lot of times it's made from, you know, one perspective or in one sort of size that cuts a lot of different people out of it. Um, so kind of wanted to try to at least capture the most people we could while still making something that we feel is like dope and that we would want so to wear. So who are you aiming for? Like teens or and anyone? Anyone, anyone. yeah. Yeah, anyone. I mean, Yeah, my kids want it, but it's too expensive. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we never said... It was going to be... Oh, uh, I like it. I like it. No, you but should charge. You should charge. For the quality of it in the market of yes. what it is, it's affordable. Yeah. The last one I paid for was a Tyler, the Creator sweatshirt that was mm. like, I had to take a mortgage out on to yeah, buy it. Those, yeah. yeah um, streetwear is not, yeah. not cheap. So what do you, what do you, you're doing this, but what do you see yourself doing? How many, how much longer are you going to play? Another season? Another... Um, I don't know. Uh, I'll go through this next year and then sort of see. I'm not trying to be like vague about it or anything. Everyone always asks me. Um, physically, I feel good. 
But we kind of go in these like four-year cycles. So it's like, am I going to want to do a whole nother four years? Um, there's obviously a lot of other things that I'm really interested in. I love the business that I'm running. I would love to get like more into investing. I mean, talk about like a world that's very small and um, quite homogenous. So yeah, seed investing and just like breaking into that a little bit more. I think especially for female athletes, because of the money that we make, we're often like cut out of that whole sector, which I think um, we can be really interesting and impactful in that way. Um, any of the candidates who are going to like let me on their planes or buses, I want to come. I want to get involved. I don't want to run for office, but I think that I so can. Do you have be... a favorite Democratic presidential candidate? I think Elizabeth Warren is my favorite. Yeah, definitely. Um, Why? I just even just like her physical look just says. I don't care what anyone thinks. Like, and I'm not trying to be a certain way. Like, she right. looks good. Like, right. it's not like, you know, she's, you know, sh showing up in a bedsheet or anything. But she's also just like, she's very much her. And I like that. I think she's incredibly smart. I think we need radical policies. I think this idea, which I think probably is, is where Joe Biden falls into, of like, sort of shepherding, like cautiously shepherding out of the Trump era into this sort of new, you know what that says to me? I need to wait longer. People of color need to wait longer. Women need to wait longer. Gays need to wait. It's like everybody, like how long are we gonna continue to just wait for? Like we, we, we need something radical, like we really do. And I think that's why Bernie Sanders resonates so much with young people. He does. You know, he's like, he's like, no, this is like the system like needs to be totally broken apart. So, uh, I mean, a Warren Harris ticket. Give the people what they want. What about Warren Rapino? Um, yeah, Warren all right. Last question, because we've got to wrap up. If you had a message, this is a lot of people here. This is a lot of freaking. This is deep. What would be your message for 2020 for all these people and more? You are more impactful than you think. So think about if every person in this room, you know, picked up one piece of trash in all of Boston every single day that they went out, like it'd be a cleaner city, obviously. So if you think about in the terms of politics or having hard conversations or inspiring other people, like don't worry about, you know, you're not gonna be the president of the United States, most likely. So you can't have that kind of impact, but you can have massive impact and think the way that that ripples. And then also, obviously we have a lot of uh, women in the room. Force multiply with each other. I think that there's so many more stories out there and so much more happening and, and more power happening with women than we really realize. And I think we need to, like I was saying before, like gain power from each other's stories and find those common threads. And at times it's difficult because you might be the only one in your job or very few or um, you're sort of isolated in that way, but sort of take the experiences and the power that other women have for yourself, either as motivation or as protection or as a way to then motivate other women and other people, take that sort of into your daily life. Perfect. Everybody, the shy and retiring Megan Rapino, <laughs> who is not waiting in line. No. Thank you, Megan, for coming on the show again. You can follow me on Twitter at Kara Swisher. My executive producer, Erica Anderson, is at Erica America. My producer, Eric Johnson, is at Hey Hey ESJ. If you like this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend. And make sure to check out our other podcasts, Pivot, Reset, Recode Media, and Land of the Giants. Just search for them in your podcasting app of choice or tap the link in the show notes. 
Thanks also to our editor, Joel Rabe. Thanks for listening to this episode of Recode Decode. I'll be back here on Monday. Tune in then.